go ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Fortin with City Mom Collective. And our hope is that this podcast brings a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Mom Collective. Hey, mamas. It is August and ready or not. It is time for a back-to-school chat. (laughs) Thanks for joining us for this episode 66 of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood. And we are talking about going back to school. Steph, here in Arizona, I am in full back-to-school mode. My kids go back to school next week. What? But up there in Minnesota, you have a bit longer, right? We do. You know what? There's pros and cons. I I do see all of these folks going back to school early in my, you know, perspective. Uh And I'm like, oh, that would be so lovely because I am nearing the like, I'm kind of burnt out on summer sort of mode. (laughs) (laughs) But at the same time, I would just be so sad for my kids to go back right now because it's still summer wonderland and so lovely here. (laughs) Right. Exactly. (laughs) Well, in my case, I have to keep my kids inside in the air conditioning anyway, so they might as well be at school. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Bye-bye. Go back. <laughs> Bye-bye. See you later. Oh, oh my goodness. Gosh. Well, if the first day of school is circled on your family calendar for next week or next month, there's still a lot to chat about. It is, in my opinion, Steph, one of the most important times of the year for moms. Yeah, I totally agree. There's so much to do and a lot that falls on us as being as moms. Uh, we really do set the tone for how the process goes. Uh, so bittersweet for us and for our kids. You know, we all love summer, as I already spoke to. Mm-hmm. We try to squeeze like the maximum fun and relaxation out of each day. But by the end of three months, the kids are ready for a little structure. And so is mom. Yes. And <laughs> and daily times with their friends. Oh, yes. Uh, the transition, though, you know, it can be tough um, mm-hmm. going from this, you know, loose and lax back to structure. Um, It does take a few weeks to get into the swing of a new Mm -hmm. school year. So just some of the challenges as a reminder that kids are going to face are Mm -hmm. detoxing from electronics, um, getting into a schedule, overcoming anxiety, homework. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of challenges for us parents as well. So, you know, we have to wake up earlier and pack lunches and just ensure that homework is finished for our kiddos. Uh, We also balance deciding how much we want to be involved in the school year uh, and then finding the balance between schoolwork and extracurriculars and downtime. It's just a lot. (laughs) Yeah. I'm dealing with that right now, like trying to decide of all the things my kids say they want to do, what are we actually going to have time for? (laughs) Right. Um, You know, but there are ways to make back to school easier. And our sisterhood of mamas definitely has amazing tips for you guys. But first, let's quick check in and see what the Department of Education has to say. Yeah, they have a great month-by-month guide filled with tons of advice and tools and online resources, and we'll make sure to link to it in our show notes, so you'll want to check it out there. But here are some of their tips that they offer for month one of going back to school. Uh, They suggest to reach out to your kids' teachers, uh, attend Meet the Teacher Nights and Orientation, uh, or other welcome events uh, that your school may be doing, uh, but don't stop there. Uh, Make a point of introducing yourself and learning about class activities and expectations for the year and find out how much each teacher prefers to communicate with their parents. Yeah. And the next tip is get in the groove, establish healthy at home routines for school days, such as consistent waking times 
and getting ready patterns, decide on regular homework time and create a comfortable, quiet workspace, set bedtimes that allow elementary age kids to get 10 to 12 hours of sleep. Teens need eight and a half to nine and a half hours. Yeah. And another tip they suggest is packing smart. You know, you want to make sure that your child's backpack never weighs more than 10 to 20% of his body weight, his or her body weight. Uh, Heavy packs constrain developing muscles and joints. And so you just want to make sure that you're adhering to that. Uh, Just also encourage your child to use both straps and tighten them so the pack hangs close to the body about two inches above the child's waist. Mm -hmm. And finally, commit to volunteering. With help from parents like you, your school can offer a lot more programs and services. So you don't have to be room mom. You don't have to be there every day for many hours. But um, one goal that my school does, and I know this is kind of a national um, push, is um, to commit to volunteer three hours per parent per school year. Well, listen, when it comes to back to school, City Mom Collective is the expert, I have to say. I mean, the Department of Education is great and all, but we're better. It's true. true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> we're, we're a collective of nearly 100 sister sites in cities across the United States and military, too. Uh, so thousands of smart moms write for our organization. And they have blown up our inbox with tips for you on this topic. So let's hear from them now. We'll start with tips for the littlest of the bunch, the kindergartners. Hi, my name is Kate. I am a mom of three from Indianapolis. And my tip today is for all of you parents sending those littles off to kindergarten for the first time. I am sending my baby, my little, littlest one to kindergarten, and I've been through it with two others. And so my tip for you today is we know there's going to be a lot of anxiety about sending your kiddo to school. So something that you can do is think about those small routines that you can practice at home before you send your littles off. One thing that I've been working on with my kindergartner is opening and closing that lunchbox, a little task that you don't think about, but it's something they've never really done before. We also have been practicing eating lunch in a certain amount of time. Lunchtime is all new for kindergartners, especially for my little one. And so this is one little anxiety that I know that she's worried about. So think of those little things that you can do and practice those routines with your littles at home before sending them off to school. And I promise you, you got it. Hi, this is Dana Hoff from Pensacola, Florida. I'm the mom of a rising 10th grader, 8th grader, and kindergartner. For my kindergartner this time around, I think it's really important to give them as much responsibility for packing and readying himself for school. So instead of me packing all of his things, it's important that he does it that he takes responsibility for getting ready in the days ahead of his first day of kindergarten, and especially the night before and the morning of. Hi, my name is Megan from Boston, and I'm the mom of three, an eight-year-old, a five-year-old, and a two-year-old. My eight-year-old will be returning to third grade this year, and my five-year-old heading to kindergarten. So I am uniquely positioned to understand the transition back to elementary school. One of the tips that I have is to simply not plan anything after school for the first two weeks of school. The kids come home absolutely exhausted at this age, and if you try to go anywhere with them, they'll absolutely melt down. So don't plan anything that you don't need to do for the first two weeks of school. Do not plan one darn thing those first couple weeks or month. Don't do it. Just don't Don't do do it. it. Don't do it. And moving forward, just don't plan anything ever, ever again your whole life on Friday nights. Your kids are just complete toast. 
<laughs> yeah, that that was my biggest take home from sending my first kindergartner to school. I was like, Fridays are a total disaster. Just disaster. Like, don't do anything. They're just a puddle. Don't do anything. I mean, Fridays are um, pizza and movie night in our house. And yeah. that's just what they will be forever and always. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a meme once uh, just recently that said something like, I thought my mom was doing Friday pizza and movie night to be fun. Turns out she's just exhausted. <laughs> oh, shoot. They're catching on. <laughs> But it is true. And you know what? I do think like being, especially when you have little ones going to school that first year, there is so much that they are learning and taking in in those days. Just imagine like hours and hours of just having to adhere to rules and listen Mm -hmm. and obey. And then they come home to their safe space. And so their emotions are just all over the place, you you know, as they try to to figure it all out. We get to see the worst of it. They just kind of collapse into mom and dad. And it's, it's yeah. hard. It's, it's hard. That's a hard transition, especially as a first time mom, first time mom of a kindergartner. But it's, yes. it's also a good reminder that they feel safe with you and, you know, that yes. where they can collapse because they have their little mask on some, sometimes literally, but figuratively all right. day long, you know, just yeah. trying to be good for the teacher and, you know, figuring things out. And then when they see mom, it's like. Uh, I still feel that way seeing my mom sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Well, uh, so we've talked about kindergarten. We heard a little bit about elementary school tips. Uh, So here is another tip uh, for moms with middle schoolers. Hello, my name is Rachel Carpenter, and I'm from the Military Moms Collective. I'm one of the co-owners. And I have a tip for middle school parents and for middle schoolers. It's that to go and take a tour of your school. Even if your siblings went there, even if you're familiar with it, it's really, really helpful because middle schoolers tend to have some jitters about, you know, the big new school and everything. And so sometimes, even if they don't want to take it, they don't want to do it, just go and take the tour and get them familiar and somewhat comfortable. And then my other tip is to get the email address of every teacher you have because you never know when you might need it. Hope that helps. You never know. Definitely get contact information for all of the teachers. Yes. You know, even our school has, like most schools, special teachers, like a music teacher, you have homeroom teacher and, mm-hmm. you know, like all these. And I was very shocked that um, I needed to contact the music teacher at one point, which I never thought I'd have to do and struggled to find the contact information. So, yeah, right at the beginning of the year, finding out their contact information, like a tip from earlier and the best way they prefer to comment to to um, communicate. So like this particular music teacher, email is not her thing. She really wanted to schedule phone calls. So, mm. you know, just figuring out their their preferred method of communication is good too. Yeah. And I like the suggestion of going on a tour and forcing your middle schooler to do so. Uh, we actually went on a tour of our middle school because I'm going to have a brand new middle schooler, <gasps> which is totally crazy this year. It is not okay. Uh, and she's going to a very large middle school. Uh, and we t- took kind I'm of sweating in- just thinking about that stuff. Literally just started. <laughs> so scary for her. It is scary. But yeah, we did an informal tour in June and I didn't put a lot of pressure on her. I just was like, you know what? We're going to take kind of a quick little roundabout. Well, quick little of a gigantic school is not little, but um, just kind of have 
you know, feel a little bit comfortable with it. And then we're going to dive in like in a couple weeks yes. <laughs> and actually, actually be like, okay, are you going to be able to get to where you need to get to? But uh, I have been assured by sixth grade teachers at this specific school. And I have to imagine that is, it is the same across the country that sixth grade teachers are made for the first couple of weeks. They know how overwhelming <laughs> it is, you know? And so they are all just at every student's disposal to make sure that it is a positive experience as they really are having to figure new things out. And so I'm like, okay, she's going to be okay. She's going to be okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And you know what? It's a rite of passage. We all have to go through that and she'll be fine. (laughs) Yes, she will be fine. (laughs) Will you be fine is the question. (laughs) Uh, I'm not not sure, but it's okay. Everybody has to go through those rocky years. Right. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Well, we have one more um, soundbite for you. It's not just one tip though, because Megan in Houston, our girl has a lot of great info for you. Hi, I'm Megan from Houston. I have twin um, 11 year olds who are about to go into fifth grade. So I would consider myself an elementary veteran parent. So a couple of tips that have um, helped us survive over the past five years or so since we sent them to Kinder, um, we always check their backpacks uh, the night before. actually have them check it. They're getting old enough now. They need to check their backpacks, make sure there's no forms that we need to sign, that they've completed their homework, that their homework is in their folder, and they check it, show it to us. We sign off on it. And then we also try to set the expectations the night before. So if we have a uh, soccer practice or gymnastics or tumbling, we let them know the night before that, hey, after school, this is what it looks like. So there's no surprises the next day. They have school all day. And the last thing they want to do is be surprised when you pick them up from school. Another big tip that has really helped us is, we always take a look at the calendar for lunches, for school lunches, at least Saturday or Sunday for the week prior or for the week um, coming up. So that way they let us know if they are buying or bringing. And we mark it on our calendar so we know every morning who's buying, who's bringing, who needs a lunch. Uh, and now we're at the age where they can kind of even uh, make their lunch, which is awesome too. And my number one biggest tip is. These kids are going to school in right now an environment that we can't even fathom, but they're exhausted. They are at school for seven, eight hours, have been social, learning, doing all of the things. Moms, let them, when they get home, be quiet, be still. Say, if you are a screen time person, let them jump on their screens. Just let them have that quiet time to kind of regroup. I know that I need that quiet time personally as a 41-year-old adult, and our kids, I think, deserve that same privilege. So don't hit them with a bunch of stuff when they get home. Uh, They do not have the mental capacity to deal with it, and I guarantee that will erupt in meltdown. So uh, I hope you find those helpful. Take care. Okay, such great veteran mom advice here. So uh, make sure kids know the forecast. That's what I call it. Letting them know what's coming the next day, that's this week, et cetera. And then letting them have space to decompress. Big, big one. Sure. Yeah, my kids, um, the minute that they get off the bus, they just need time mm-hmm. to decompress. 
like usually about 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, same, same. We, yeah, I have, um, yeah, it's interesting dynamic in our house because that's, that's kind of the preferred method, but I have a kid um, on medication for ADHD that mm-hmm. wears off before dinner. So instead of that downtime, I have to force homework time right after school. So we hmm. maximize that, that yeah. time. Um, right. But, you know, um, but then allowing the decompression time as well and, and kind of knowing in the back of my mind, I might only get this much homework in before we need a break um, is, you know, just having that in the back of your mind is so important. They do need that. Yeah. And being like all of parenting, just being a student of your kiddo and recognizing like, hey, I get the sense that maybe you need X after school for this to be a successful day. (laughs) Um, And every kid's different, you know, Uh, some are like dying to tell you everything that happened Mm -hmm. while others are like, leave me alone. Like I can't I can't talk to anybody right now. Yeah, so. I, I, I have something I do every day. I, I have the um, privilege of picking up my kids most every day from school. Um, and in the drive home, I always make them give me a top three and they know it. They get in the car and if one of them's had a great day, like, mommy, mommy, can I give my top three first? <laughs> and I need three highlights. They don't have to be highlights. They can just be facts about their day. But I, I need to hear three things about their day. And even if they don't want to talk, it kind of just gives me an idea of, okay, what, what are we going to have to break down later and talk about more and kind of just gives them the chance to pick and choose what they want to mm-hmm. talk about. And sometimes it's lunch, recess, saw my friends. <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> the three things they want to share and that's fine. And sometimes yeah. it gets super, super detailed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what? On In addition to that, uh, one thing that our family does around the dinner table every night um, when school's going is they have to answer two questions. What is one thing that someone else did for you that was kind? Mm -hmm. And then what is something that you did that was kind for someone else? Uh, And, you know, I think training kids to recognize, to your point, like the things that they can be grateful for for mm-hmm. each day uh, and also recognizing that like the world kindness is such a beautiful, wonderful thing. And we have to recognize it on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. I yeah. love that. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, moms, we hope this episode helped you get in the right mindset for back to school. Well, there is a lot to think about, uh, but you've got this. When your kiddo gets off the bus or comes through the door after the first day back, go ahead and celebrate. It's definitely worth celebrating. And make sure that you get them a big bowl of the first day of school ice cream. And of course, don't forget to just add sprinkles. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit momcollective.com. There you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our host, Stephanie Fleece. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.